When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One show to rule them all. One show to find them. One show to bring us all. And in this podcast, bind them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to official kickoff coverage of The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Rings of Power, a brand new Amazon series adapted from J.R. Tolkien's work coming to Amazon Prime this fall, but coming to Post Show Recaps right now. Now, my name is Mike Bloom, part of the fellowship to help talk about this show. And of course, tonight, at least, we'll talk more about coverage moving forward. But tonight, I'm joined by the Arwen to my Aragorn, if you will, <laughs> Angela Bloom. Oh, hello. Yes, hi. Um, Far too many Lord of the Rings proper references in I guess this that's podcast. True. <laughs> well, I don't know much about the Second Age, so I only have so much to go off of. Well, you're going to learn about it. I suppose we all are. Grab that Cimmerillion off the bookshelf behind you. I mean, I honestly might need to. We have what, like... You won't make it. We have seven months to prepare. I might be able to get, like... You won't. Three pages in. Yeah, you won't make it. (laughs) I mean, I I think... It's a tough read. This might be, like, a TLDR. You know what you can read, though, which I think could be useful, are the appendices at the end of Lord of the Rings or in, you know, the various versions of it that I have here. Those are the appendices that 
Tolkien wrote himself before releasing Return of the King, and those have like a lot of Second Age stuff in them. Yeah, so speaking of, you said, the versions that we have on our current bookshelf right <laughs> so now. Many. Well, for those that, that might not have checked out the coverage that you uh, and yes, me... Ah, yes, this was a patron-only thing. Yeah, uh, and though I do believe, I think our intro podcast might be up to the uh, to the, to the plants. To the layman's. Yeah, out there, <laughs> but we will uh, put it in the show notes. Last year, January 2021, as part of Post Show Recaps Theater, we did a special month-long, what we refer to as January ring uh, or uh, I forgot what All right, the other one was not good if yeah, I January ring was the one that ended up sticking <laughs> yeah. but it was myself it was Angela it was Josh Wegler it was Emily Fox breaking down the Lord of the Rings films from various perspectives the main takeaway was that Angela Bloom is far and away <laughs> the most devoted fan of the Lord of the Rings that I'd, certainly I know in yeah, my life it's embarrassing but also uh, yeah I do love it I mean listen we're, we're talking into a there. microphone about this subject matter like it can't be that embarrassing i mean there was a time that i tried to teach myself elvish so well we had a friend in college who actually not did but like wrote elvish right he wrote he wrote the inscription on the ring the thing that i parodied yeah, in, I mean, in the opening stanza you, you can copy that no problem it's not a language yeah well that being said so you are a big fan of tolkien's work big fan big fan started at the ripe age of i don't know how old are you in sixth grade oh like 11 12 yeah, 11 12 far too young to be delving into that type of novelization i mean but... th- that being said though uh we'll certainly get into it according to you know some comments that have been made by the showrunners the show we're about to talk about is a, m- a partially at least made for like the 11 and 12 year olds out there so yeah, they're not making it for like uh, you know they're making it for everyone is what they're saying but yeah and it is referring to again this ubiquitous lord of the rings series which has been in the works for nigh on i mean like listen uh basically like an elven's age has passed it feels like we're in this the uh, second age itself <laughs> well, that... yeah so they sold the rights to the second age basically yeah they so this in happened 2017 yeah 2017 right it was a big very different world a big announcement about how amazon had required essentially the rights to produce a lord of the rings series and then over the course of the next five years we had had very tiny infinitesimally testimony yes. small drips and drabs of information right now i would say it's more like akin to a running faucet where we haven't experienced like a tidal wave no. yet, right like there's no horses the in the water coming at it but us, i would like, say right rates. now it's like a typical release of content whereas previous you don't you usually don't hear about this kind of stuff five six years in advance you usually hear about it like a year in advance and you're like oh that's awesome that they made that and like unless you're like deep in the reddit threads yeah but- well i mean one of the big to do's is that at this point this is the most expensive yeah. show that has ever been produced i believe uh reportedly the first season cost 462 million well, they they basically quoted it saying it's going to be upwards of 1.5 billion for them to make all five seasons. Lord. Seasons, but but that's just a dent in Jeff Bezos. That's pocket. exactly Let's right. Be completely and honest. he is a noted Tolkien fan. Loves loves that loves Gollum it. guy. Loves yeah, really probably sympathizes with him. No, but apparently this is the big reason that it's even happening is that Jeff Bezos is a big fan and he wanted an Amazon Game of Thrones like he wanted like a fantasy epic on Amazon Mm -hmm. and he went after it (laughs) and I mean technically Wheel of Time did come first so this is not exactly no but he wanted something like you know I think that it's different to produce something like this that has a big um 
I mean, yeah, pre-ex- an Oscar winning yeah, following. Pre-existing yeah, pre-existing canon, like Wheel of Time, yes, amazing novels, all of that, but it is a little bit more niche. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be talking about, basically, at the point we're speaking tonight, uh, the first trailer for the series has dropped. It's culminated in... Again, like the faucet was turned on mm-hmm. proverbially this past week, notably from a very big expose done yes. on the show in Vanity Fair. So I would say coming into this week, we didn't know as much. You know, they were really teasing us with things like character portraits, but the character yeah. portraits were of the characters' midsections. Yes, and then they um, they teased us a few weeks ago with how they made the opening credits, right. which so was the, very cool, actually. That, yeah, which is like the title. And it, was, it was like the title announcement video, which we'll yeah. certainly get into the title, but like... It was basically, you know, uh, like forging forging metal through a river almost to spell out the name of the show. And you showed me that there was a making of video that showed that it was entirely it's practical. practical. Yeah. I mean, there are obviously special effects probably layered on top of that, but it is primarily a practical thing where they, they forged a huge giant table of the letters and then like poured molten liquid through them and, and then splashed water on them and all of that sort of stuff. So all that being said, we figured, okay, this is like the first glimpse of actual footage of this series tonight. Let's use this as an excuse to talk about everything we know about the series so far. So that is going to include discussion and speculation on the title, on the cast and characters that we've been introduced to. We'll talk about the setting. We'll talk about the possible plot. Uh, We'll talk about some of that stuff from that Super Bowl footage, though I will say uh if you had read the vanity fair article which we'll link to honestly you're not missing much if you don't watch the no trailer. most of most of the images that they show in the vanity fair article are there most of the like content that you're gonna see is there like yeah, the, there are the no stories. new revelations it's not like gandalf no. shows up at the end no. you're like oh i didn't realize gandalf was in this no <laughs> but it is nice because you get to see like uh you're back in it from a perspective of like fighting and, and yeah. arrows oh and yeah there's there's beautiful landscape battles and... going on there's incredible vistas there's fun cgi monsters yeah. and, and re- so where was this filmed so this was filmed in New Zealand. Yes, correct. Uh, and they actually tell a story. Just in the, testing. In, no. Oh, thank you. Did I get? It, did I, do I earn anything? Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll figure out the prize money later. Uh, yeah, they they actually talk about in the Vanity Fair article, right? How they were working on one of these scenes, which is actually shown in the Super Bowl trailer of uh, Galadriel. And I'm trying to remember. We're gonna get so Hema, many Hema something. Yeah, it's it's a. Hema, he's a character that's not. He's a. Maybe, he's a new. He's a, he's a, new a newbie. Guy. He's a new guy. Yes, uh, he's he's his character's name begins with an H, and he has his own little like side plot of escaping his faith. Hallbrand, Charlie Vickers as Hallbrand, uh, a human. He's not Hama Hama. Not Hama Hama, a human <laughs> running from his past, whose destiny is in try with Galadriel's. But yeah, get more vague. Please. That scene of them <laughs> on this big like raft at sea, they had received news of like. Tom Hanks, you know, contracting COVID in that, and the, in and the NBA area. shutting down. So again, this is, you know, beginning of 2020. They were really working on this. It was but they, March. But they were able to finalize everything. They got everything in the can, at least for the first season. And here it is. And we are here to basically talk about everything we know so far, which to your point, it's odd that we almost, I know that for a while we were sort of like, you know, wringing our hands of like, oh my God, they just revealed who was cast in it, but they didn't reveal who the characters were. Sometimes yeah. the actors didn't even know who, they, who yeah. they were playing. But again, seven days ago, we would have been able to say that. Now we have a, a good amount of information yeah. for a show that to your point is still seven months away. Yeah, which I think is, I mean, for something of this magnitude, they're putting the hype out there. And I think they're just going to continue to like drop little nuggets here and there. But yeah. this is like the first 
you know, they have to have some sort of like amp up time, you know? All right. So let's talk about this series. September 2nd, it is coming to Amazon Prime. Let's start with the title, The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Rings of Power. Yeah. Thoughts? I'm fine with it. Is it, are we not fine with it? Are no, I mean, there's there's been some yeah. I mean, there's been some discourse in the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord, which you can become a member of if you have the means to do so at postshowrecaps.com/patron. There is a very fun Lord of the Rings channel that has been around since uh, we did January Ring. Clearly, is, I have not been in the Discord, and I'm so sorry. Which is, I mean, it's just been a usually a repository for memes until information actually came out. Yeah. But uh, I saw a, a fairly negative response for it. I think some people were not fans of using like the Lord of the Rings prefix yeah. necessarily. But what are they going to do? I mean, I think that they it, it's something that you have to think about from like, it, yeah, of course, it would be ideal if it was just called Rings of Power, but then you're missing out on a huge portion of people who are probably just going to watch this because it's called Lord of the Rings and they maybe have seen one or two of the Lord of the Rings movies. But I guess to that point, would you, would should, should they have done like the Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit? Don't, Maybe. Because I think the the issue is, is is that no no I know I know but no, it's a no, TV it's, show it's much different yeah I think I think the, the what the point that some people are taking is that like the Lord of the Rings is the brand name but for all intents and purposes it really doesn't have to do much with this particular thing right because like the Rings of Power yeah. obviously this is gonna and we'll talk about the setting of the Second Age like it refers to the the rings being made and everything but at the same time like the Lord of the Rings feels almost specific well, to that Third Age period. No, yeah, I, the Lord of the yes, the Lord, but the Lord of the Rings is Sauron, and he is still part of the Second Age. I guess that's a good point. Yeah, and we'll and we'll certainly talk about that. I think people just felt like I get it. It was an awkward way, and they, and they felt maybe the Rings of Power was maybe too chintzy. Of I a title. my only issue, I don't feel any sort of way about it in that regard. But my only issue is that like when you name something the Rings of Power. That kind of puts a pretty, uh, pretty tight seal on what you're going to be covering, That's and like true, yeah. when you get to that point when the rings are forged, then it's like okay, yeah, <laughs> we did it. No, it's, it's it's an interesting point. Obviously, I would imagine we're. Pr- I mean, it's probably very well mapped out. Yeah. But- well, that, it's a good question though because I know that obviously this is an investment, and ideally they want to you know cover multiple seasons. And to your point, I wonder when they're going to get there, right? Is this going to be one of these shows that we're like, oh, we're not really doing that much plot-wise? Or is it going to be something where we're just like buck wild all over the place? And then we end up, you know, with the rings being forged at the end of season one. I mean, maybe. And if that's the case, I'd actually be happy with that. Because I do feel like with something called the Rings of Power, if you're not getting to it right away, then all we're doing is waiting for that to happen. Right, exactly. And you know it's coming because it's like there is some historical context. So if you really want to play in the space, so to speak, you probably should get it over with sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Would the Lord of the Rings colon the Second Age, would that have been too generic? too on the nose. Yeah, so maybe, I don't know, something more... I don't know. I, if, if anyone has any ideas of like possible other subtitles or titles in general that they should have used, it's also odd to do like Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, right? Like a little repetitive. It is a little repetitive, but you know what? I think they're going for this is the Lord of the Rings. Like even, you know, with The Hobbit, it's much different because that's like a big movie franchise yeah. and it's much easier to like tell people like, oh, this is a Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah. Whereas with this, if you're going to put it out on Amazon and, and people are like not necessarily looking for it they may not see it if you Mm -hmm. don't call it the lord of the rings you know what i mean well let's talk about love or hate the title or feel sort of fine about it like angela does (laughs) let's talk about the setting 
for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. No, of course, we're still on Middle Earth. We're not going anywhere. We're still hanging out with our friends, the elves, the dwarves. We are the going humans. a little further out, I think, than the Middle Earth proper. What do you mean? Uh, we're going to Numidor. I was gonna say it's like outer space. What are you? No, talking it's like about? an island. It's like yeah, <laughs> right off the saying, coast. I, we're staying on a planet. Though. Yeah, we're, we're not, going we're, on the same planet. We're not yeah, in yeah. another world, but we are back in time. Q, Huey Lewis, and mm-hmm. the news, and his little Barty band. Yeah, we are. As we mentioned before, this series is taking place in what's known as the Second Age of Middle Earth. Now, for the uninitiated, Angela, can you explain what exactly that means? Yeah, so there is... Everybody who has seen Lord of the Rings or read Lord of the Rings know that everything that takes... Just know that everything that takes place in that is the Third Age. So the Adventures of Frodo and, like, all of that happens in the Third Age. This is thousands of years in the past because that happens after. And so this is... um, The Second Age is technically known as a time of peace Mm -hmm. for middle earth because the first age is all about the wicked god morgoth and his defeat and think of him as like a sauron but like a he's a bad guy he was like he wasn't wasn't a sauron sort of like his i don't know apprentice in a way yeah and so the first age is all about that and and whatever you don't we don't need to dive into that but the second age is basically a preface to the third age but it's you know, it's a time of peace and it's kind of like picking up the pieces after this battle um, and hit, you know, with Morgoth and then Sauron, his apprentice has vanished. And so the hope is that things are, you know, happy and and good to go. Right. But again, if you've read or seen The Lord of the Rings, you know that this is more so the calm before the storm. Well, that and also I think that what we've you know, discussed previously in our Lord of the Rings coverage is that it is all about the the individuals rather than the big picture sometimes. And I think that's how this TV sh- show is going to go because, I mean, I think the big name to dive into first is Galadriel. Yeah, so we can certainly talk about the cast that... Again, this taking place thousands of years in the past, Bilbo Baggins isn't hanging around, you know? No. Uh, Aragorn isn't kicking it back with, with, no. with Gimli or anything. Those characters have yet to be born, but... Due to the extended lifespan uh, lifespan of elves, those are popping up. I mean, we heard this certainly from people like Elrond as yes. well, right? That like he was there, you know, at the the fall of man, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. That there is going to be sort of like prequel versions, if you will, of some very notable characters, uh, starting with Galadriel. Yeah, um, we, and happy to know that we have now like names two faces as well. <laughs> yes. Again, uh, those character <laughs> portraits looked a lot to the imagination, but this this article from Vanity Fair uh, was able to match up a lot. Uh, Morfid Clark plays Galadriel, a very different looking Galadriel than yeah. what we are used to from Cate uh, Blanchett. Yeah, and I will say that there are some images that have been released where they do show her in the long elven garb and Elrond next to her. and But most of the images are showing her in her battle gear because she is coming into what we imagine to be this scenario as kind of a scorned you know, fighter. Mm-hmm. She lost her brother to Sauron and so she's like She's got she's got some hunting to do. Right, exactly. Like she is her goal at least initially seems to be that she is kind of 
I don't know, picking up scraps in a manner of speaking. Yeah, she's, she's like, she's vengeful. So yes, it's all over, but not for her because they killed her brother and anyone that's tied to them, she's after them. So yeah. And I would also imagine that scorned. that's, that will probably correlate to her probably finding out some source of information, yes. right? That Sauron is not necessarily gone or forgotten. Yeah. Cause I think that was one of the things that the Vanity Fair article talked about was like, what's the point of this show? And it's that yeah. like things are looming that Galadriel is going to be the first one to kind of point to. Right. Let's talk about Elrond for a second. Uh, yeah, we don't have much on him. Yeah, played by Robert Aramayo. Uh, he is. He looks like a little hunk. Uh, he does not have like. He's more of a blonde than a brunette that we're used to from Hugo Weaving. He has not taken on the a hole, you know, paternal tendencies. No, like but he does. his face is very Hugo Weaving. Yes. If you see like the front of his why face didn't they in get one of those uh, photos, why didn't they get Jonathan Groff just like they got him for the Matrix movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, but his face is very angular. He's got like a really high square forehead, just like Hugo Weaving. Like you could for hundred percent say they were brothers. But at this point, Elrond is not in the position that we find him no. during the Third Age. Uh, they describe him as an ambitious, up and coming politician and architect. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to design Rivendell? Maybe. <laughs> That'd be interesting if he like designs the buildings that he has the, the council at or anything. But yeah, we're essentially going to, I think, see his own sort of rise to power in a manner of speaking, probably yeah. working alongside Galadriel. To your point, there's a couple of pictures of them together. So it seems like they at least knew of each other or maybe they're meeting for the first time in the show. Well, I don't think at this point, it's not like they're brand new either. So they've been around for a while, even up until this point. You know, they just went through an entire, like, basically Lord of the Rings-esque, you know, trials and tribulations. And now they're going to do it again in a couple thousand years. But um, it's not their first rodeo either. The other on-screen character that is being adapted for this is... A big one, uh, not as seen visually in the Lord of the Rings series as much as Galadriel or Elrond, but pivotal to the plot. Let's talk about Isildur. Is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce his name? Isildur. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this was the previous owner or one of the previous owners of the One Ring of Power. Uh, he was a, a king. He's not the king at this point, but he is going to become someone who very pivotally chops off Sauron's little pointer finger. He's basically the leader of man at, at the point we see him in the beginning of the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, where yep. Hugo Weaving is telling us all about what happened mm-hmm. and or Galadriel's telling us all yeah, about what happened. Yeah, going to recap it later. Yeah, they both are like, this is this guy. He was king of Gondor, basically, yep. which was like the the center of everything yeah, for Ar- Aragorn's like great 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 yes. granddaddy <laughs> he and so you'll hear it in Lord of the Rings he'll say there. Right. they say it a lot and it's like he basically is like a huge bummer because I imagine we're gonna grow to like this guy a lot yeah. knowing that he's gonna just really screw the pooch at right. the end of the, basically <laughs> the what, fight with Sauron yeah basically what happens is he cuts off the finger they're at Mount Doom and he can chuck it right there Elrond was there he yelled at him to cast it into the fire and Isildur decides not to the temptation is too powerful and thus mm-hmm. begins the circulation of the one ring that leads to the devastation that happens in the Lord of the Rings. But to your point, you know, his origin story is going to be very interesting because it, it says he's a sailor at this point. I'm really intrigued to see how this ends up accelerating to this point. Well, right? the cool thing about what this show is kind of portraying to us is that a lot of these characters are existing in a bit of like a pastoral setting, mm-hmm. you know, that we have you know Elrond and Galadriel obviously are going to go to the to Linden which is like a 
basically another elven kingdom but and you're gonna probably see a lot of that stuff as well but there are a lot of characters that like we don't know never heard of that they're putting in these like outskirt villages and we're you know it's gonna be a little bit more soapy i think as Mm. far as like you know, I think there's a couple of characters who are, you know, sort of quoted as having a forbidden love or whatever, right. an elf and a human. And then, you know, we're also told that there are going to be hobbits, but they're not no, they're, technically hobbits. Yeah, they're they're Harfoots. Yeah, Harfoots, which are like, an- like I guess ancestors or like maybe. No, they're they're hobbits, but they're what, what hobbits, they're just not called that yet. Right. And this was a little bit of a weird thing because... You know the 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 historical quote unquote uh, story on hobbits is basically until Bilbo Baggins like hobbits didn't do shit when it came to yeah nobody knew who they were and that's how they liked it yeah exactly so <laughs> so I imagine we're gonna see some of them in this like Harfoot way but they're not gonna be significant at yeah, all but it's tough though because everyone loves Frodo Bilbo uh, you know hobbits Sam. are the center of the story and so and so they're like how do we put that in there we should also mention here as well that the showrunners. For the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power are Patrick McKay and J.D. Payne. I am really intrigued by this because allegedly this is like their first IMDb credit, period. Yeah, well, I guess the big reason that they were picked for this is because J.J. Abrams endorsed them, mm-hmm. and that was like... Get that Abrams bump, baby. I mean, yeah, if you can't get him, uh, I guess, you know, find somebody that can mimic him. I, I don't know, but um, I mean, they seem great. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting that, like, again, such a big thing that they put it in the hands. And I think the story that Amazon also says, right, is like they like their vision yes. the best. And it, it's a fun idea, right? That yeah, it's, not- like, it's like when you have a pitch for, um, you know, like a, a new marketing agency and all the marketing agencies are coming in and pitching you their idea and this guy these two guys had the best idea yeah and so i like and then they found they found them like 500 people that would support them like i guess there's also the game of thrones co-executive producer um brian cogman Mm -hmm. i guess is advising um also the guy who helped uh film uh jurassic world fallen kingdom so they have a lot of people who are like epic showrunners writers producers like supporting them quote unquote i I, I just think it's cool i think in a day and age where i think the discourse is sort of like you know yeah move over fuddy-duddy men that have been directing all these before like let's leave some room for some new talent it's a cool thing that they entrusted again the most expensive television show ever produced to like these two incredibly but i do also think you want to make a chance with that as well so that it doesn't become like a rote situation like you don't want to hire somebody who was the writer and showrunner of Game of Thrones. Nope, because, definitely not. Well, because then it's Game of Thrones 2.0 and you don't yeah. want to do the same thing for, you know, something that is also going to come out I probably in the near future as well. There's the Game of yeah, Thrones yeah, prequels. House, House of the Dragon actually is probably coming out, I would imagine, before yeah. the, the Rings of Power. Uh, we should also mention here, by the way, speaking of Game of Thrones, because there was... In the years and years of conversation around this, there was some concern as to, and you and I talk about The Witcher, so we speak about this a bit as well, right? This idea of, okay, in order for fantasy to succeed nowadays, it has to be graphic, there has to be nudity, it caused a big stir. Uh, in the community when there was like news that an intimacy coordinator I think was hired which is basically like someone that can coach you through sex scenes but as mentioned before the showrunners have said essentially that this isn't Game of Thrones yeah it's it's made for 11 12 13 year olds basically saying like there might be a couple times where they have to pull up the covers because something scary might happen but otherwise like you're not seeing bare boob in the rings of power this isn't yeah this isn't porn this isn't like uh soft porn Game of Thrones style but I do think that they're you know 
of course it's a television show there's romance there you know they did all of that in the lord of the rings too when it's not really part of the books right you know the big romance in the lord of the rings novels are sam and frodo you know like that's it you know then that's like a uh, that's platonic love you know and i think that that's the best thing that people love about Lord of the Rings is that it is, yes, it's all these like dramatic, like political sort of landscapes of, you know, who's going to win, who's not going to win wars, all of that. But at the end of the day, it's about like friendship and, you know, coming together and optimism and all of that sort of stuff. So I think that that's good that they're going to hone in on that and not um, have any like Game of Thrones esque I don't know, rape no, scenes yeah, not, or yeah, something. Yeah, we're not going to have like a Nazgul bite someone's dick off or something. No, I kind of want to see that. Oh boy, well, <laughs> I'll draw that up for you later. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go through some other characters here. Now, this is like... The first stage where, again, the characters that were seen in the Lord of the Rings movies that are being adapted for this. Let's get into some book-only characters. So, again, these are characters mm-hmm. who have existed in the canon, did not appear in the movies, but are now going to appear in the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Uh, the Dwarven Prince. We're focusing a bit on the dwarves. Which uh, I am super pumped for because I will say it's real tough to see, to grasp what they're going for in Lord of the Rings proper. Yeah. What's with tough? Minus Tirith, and, not Minus Tirith, with um, Khazadum, Khazadum and the Mines of Moria. The Mines of Moria. And like, it's hard to grasp like the grandeur there when all you have is Gimli being like, this is my like. Yeah, where he comes in like, no. Yeah, like oh, what God, happened? dead. Yeah, and realistically, like, yes, it looks looks like it's like yeah they're all dead it's like a genocide of his people and like you don't really get that you just think it's like a crypt whereas i'm glad we're gonna gonna 
delve into it. Yeah, and we are getting to like the glory days of Casa Doom, right? Yeah. That, that's where it's going to take place. But we're going to be meeting the Dwarven Prince uh, mm-hmm. Durin the Fourth. Yes, played by Owain Arthur. Uh, there's also the big character that I think uh, people are very excited to be introduced to is uh, Celebrimbor. Is that how you say his name? Again, I, I haven't heard it, so I'm <laughs> yeah. just sort of reading phonetic- um, phonetically here. Yes, he's like a, a blacksmith, basically, yeah, we'll but play, an elven smith. Well, played by Charles Edwards, but he plays obviously a pivotal role because he makes... He makes said the rings, rings of power, but he's also somebody who like makes a lot of things, um, you know, like similar to what we see in Lord of the Rings, like with Sting and like mm-hmm. all of the. He basically is able to create magical, sort of mystical, el- you know, elemental things out of you know whatever the mines are being dug for. Okay, so you think he's he- Elvin? Yeah, but I was gonna say, oh, well, I would imagine that he's not hanging out in Casa Doom, considering <laughs> that uh, the Elven Dwarf thing I'm imagining is still pretty rifty. At yeah, this point. yeah, but he is. I mean, there are, um, you know, the dwarves are creating things, and the elves are creating things. Like they're not just getting the materials from nowhere. You know, yeah. like they have to get them from somewhere. Yeah. So uh, we should also say, as we're moving now into our brand new characters, which I guess I should say first off, this seems to be, I think, one of the more divisive points with any adaptation. The idea of like adding new characters or sometimes like shifting storylines onto those characters instead yeah. of other ones. Do you have any general feeling when it comes to adding characters to adaptations? No, I, I think that it, in a, something like this, I don't because it is such a vague um, piece of literature to be pulling from mm-hmm. like the Cimmerillion and the appendices. Like it's just historical. Like unless you're going to make a documentary about middle earth and the second age, like you have to add stuff. Whereas when they did it in the Lord of the Rings movies, it was challenging because there mm. were characters that were left out. Tom Bombadil. Yes. Um, to name a few, to name someone particular. Yes. And then there were things like we spoke about this before we got on the air tonight, but how Arwen is the one to save Frodo instead of the elven character who is just cut from the movies, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's stuff like that. That's not a big deal, but it's also like kind of sits in the back of your mind. Like, Oh, it'd be great if we explored that character too, but you can't have everybody. And you need, Arwen has literally three pages in the yeah. Lord of the Rings. And then she shows up at the end and she's like, I'll marry you. And you know, so it's nice to have a, you know, let's like have some more female archetypes within a very male-driven yeah. well, book series. Well, also, just the call for diversity in general is great. You know, as you speak about, like, uh, so- yes. Sophia <laughs> Nombete as Disa, who's a, a pr- princess of Casa Doom. Yeah. So I guess the, the uh, I'm assuming, married to Doran, perhaps? Uh, considering Couldn't that, he's, tell that he's the prince, might be a, a brother-sister thing. I'm not entirely sure. But she's uh, the first dwarven woman, woman we are seeing on screen. Also the first dwarf of color we are seeing on screen. You know, the especially the characters that have been created newly for the yeah. show. Uh, they really went colorblind on that. And obviously... Internet's internet's gonna internet. Trolls are gonna troll in a manner of speaking in true Lord of the Rings fashion, and people were, you know, railing against it. But I believe one of the showrunners was quoted in saying, Tolkien is for everyone. His stories are about his fictional races doing their best work when they leave the isolation of their own cultures and come together. And yeah, I mean, uh hashtag Middle Earth So White was yeah. definitely something glaring <laughs> yeah. from when we watched uh back totally. last year. And so listen, if you have the opportunity to to make a property nowadays, absolutely take advantage of it. Yeah, and I think that even Peter Jackson is quoted in saying in like you know, more recent stuff that he, you know, does regret a little bit the casting choices to make things so whitewashed and blah blah blah. But 
that's not even to say that it's I just I just don't get why people would be so up in arms about something that's like not real. <laughs> like who cares? I mean, Elves again, can be whatever color. It's 2022. People getting uptight about yeah. things that aren't real is pretty much what is in our blood at this yeah, point. Yeah, and I, I think there was a quote in the Vanity Fair article that I I highlighted, and um, it's a token scholar named Mariana Rios Maldando, um, but she said, <laughs> obviously there is going to be push and backlash but the question is from whom <laughs> who are these people that feel so threatened or disgusted by the idea that an elf is black or latino or asian and it's like yeah who are these people it's, a, it's an incredible question of which we do not know the answer and frankly i don't want to find out well, and that's the thing is like hardcore fans will actually see it as a representation of what tolkien was trying to achieve right generally which like you said yeah is a message of unity yeah so let's talk about some of these new characters now i would say the big to-do, we spoke about, again, Hallbrand, who seems to be like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say like Aragorn-esque, but like someone who kind of has his own little thing that he's dealing with. I mean, with. he's got the Aragorn vibe from an aesthetic perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to run into Galadriel. So again, he might be involved with elves in a manner of speaking. And that, that can always be tough, especially if Elrond yeah. gets involved again. But the big to-do, you mentioned the, the star-crossed lovers, right? And it seems mm -hmm. like one of the things that we're really focusing on is a romance between two characters, speaking of humans and elves. So first we have uh, Ismail Cruz Cordova as Arondir, who is an elf. Uh, there's actually a really cool shot in the trailer of him. Mm -hmm. He's a, There's an arrow being fired at him. He grabs it out of midair, spins around, puts it in his bow, and fires it back. Yeah, this is very like what they tried to achieve with Legolas. Very, yeah, riding the shield down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Or sliding down the elephant's it's, trunk. It's that scene where the wargs are attacking, and he pulls himself onto the horse by like basically flipping around front, and it's mm -hmm. just like... My sexual awakening. <laughs> well, listen, if he's at least a smidge more entertaining than Legolas. I'll consider that a moral how victory. How dare you? Yeah, go back to our coverage to talk about how much I dislike Legolas as and a And I am disgusted. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conflict in our household. Uh, but speaking of conflict, his forbidden love is Bronwyn, played by Nazanin bon, uh, Boniadi, who is uh, like a single mother and a healer yes. who owns an apothecary. But the emphasis is she human. She human, yeah. So I guess this is like going to be part of the uh, quote-unquote politics of the show, which is like this forbidden love. Is it because she's human? Is it because she's, you know, it's like I imagine it's an elf-human situation, like crossbreeding not allowed yeah it's just so interesting because i guess my larger question the other sort of thing that's left over from the casting we spoke about the harfoots before but we have a uh, markella kavanaugh megan richards and lenny henry are all playing harfoots it seems like from the vanity fair article two of these harfoots are going to mm -hmm. run into like quote-unquote a mysterious lost man uh, so it looks like there might be a stranger that they befriend might be like, uh, you know, the Sauron in disguise yeah. essentially because it's before he becomes completely perverted by the powers of everything. I guess my big question is, you know, how separated are we going to be here? You know, like, is there going right. to be a unifying event that brings all of these together or really is it just going to be again, little go, like vignettes? Yeah. To go back to the game of Thrones style of it all. Like, are we going to be scattered to the four corners of middle earth and just like spend time with these characters that never intersect? Well, with I think each that's other? how it's going to start. I imagine there'll be some kind of cohesiveness when it comes to the rings of power, because they all go to the dwarves, the men, mm -hmm. the elves, you know, it's like, that's how it's split up. So I imagine they'll come together in that regard at some point. Yeah, I wonder if Hallbrand is, again, maybe almost an Aragorn type in that he is, I don't know, escaping his own, 
you know, position Destiny. where, yeah, where he was going to get a ring. I would actually ring. like it better if he was just a ranger, though. I was going to say, how many rings did they, I think the men got nine rings, did they, I think? Yeah, well, and, yeah, I don't know how much we're going to get into the weeds on that right away anyway. No. That'd be interesting, though. That'd be, again, an interesting thing to play. It's almost like media res, right, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, these certain things will happen. Who's going to fill the slots? Well, and that's why, that ring? was my big complaint about it being called the rings of power. Like, <laughs> we have to get there. Yeah, so that's all we really know at this point. I believe uh, 22 actors are in the main cast of well, yeah, Lord and of the so Rings, The Rings of Power. I think in, in the article we were talking about as well, they talk about like how do you manage 22 main characters and then you know even any make anything happen. So we're going to be bouncing around a bit. Yeah, so speaking of bouncing around a bit, uh, that's going to do it for what we know so far about The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. I'll admit, you know, again, I had no idea just what to think about it, uh, you know, when we were coming into the concept. But I was talking with Josh Wegler about this offline. After reading the Vanity Fair article, my interest is positively piqued. That's great. Get on board. Yeah. Hop on this this riverboat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hopefully we're not getting caught in a storm. But yeah, I think it's just for me, like once I actually found out more information about what it is involving, that Mm -hmm. it's not, while there are characters that are connected, it's not going to be like, this is how Galadriel found out everything, that there is more of a focus on new characters. Well, and some new development of the characters too, because I think that like, we know Elrond, we know Galadriel as these almost like (laughs) godlike beings. Yeah, as the people that will appear in like the weird, gauzy thing right when Frodo's passed out and there's that weird shot of Elrond's really close up face yeah but I think also just from a perspective of being more of a like a a demigod like all knowing powerful yeah yeah, like mage type person whereas this is the real people you know I, I hope that we'll get a little bit more like reality with the Gladriel character specifically because yes Clay Blanchett amazing but Again, there there just wasn't context because it's like you can't put everything into a, you know, three hour movie times three. And that's the thing is why I personally love television as a medium, perhaps over film, is just the idea of being able to sit and spend time and learn about characters. So I agree. I think, you know, they're going to devote a lot of time to exploring all of these characters, to exploring part of this world. And while I have part of this world. Are there mermaids in Middle Earth? No. I would imagine not, right? Like no, no naiads or anything. No, it's not the it's not the right genre. Yeah, well, I also feel like we don't do a lot of like maritime work anyway. Though again, Isildur is a sailor. Maritime so, like, work. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like we were talking about, there's Numenor, which is uh basically. I think they talk about it in the Van Fair article. They don't really delve into it, but it's like this Atlantis type city, mm-hmm. and that's they talk about it in the in Lord of the Rings. They call it the fall of Numenor, which is like where Sauron and, and his buddy Mogoth are defeated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have a lot of fun locations to explore. And new locations well. too, which I like. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not going to see Rohan. You're not going to see Gondor. If anything, you're going to see like the prototypes of them. Uh, cause, yeah, yeah. Because like one of the character portraits does have someone holding a sword that has a horse head on its hilt. But I have a feeling this is, again, pre-Rohan. We're not going to see like, you know, know, maybe we'll see the founding of it, but... Well, and it's the age of man is the third age. You know, that that is what we're going. Well, the fourth age is the age of man. We're going into that. Mm -hmm. And so this is the second age 
which is just like the age of I don't know peace, and then it's the age of, <laughs> the age the, of just like everybody I think it's chill. just always been the age of the elves too, and then the elves are like I mean, gotta the elves go. Are like basically ageless, so it might as well be. Yeah, the age of the elves. and then at the end of the the third age, they're like, I think we're done here, and they yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Angela, do you have anything else you want to talk about right now, considering the intel we have at this current moment on? No, Lord of the I don't think we really we didn't really talk about the video, the trailer as much, but I think that it was kind of wrapped into what we were saying. And I think as well, if you didn't read the article and you watched it, you're like, oh, okay, interesting. I didn't get much context of it. Exactly. So again, really encourage you to read the <laughs> yeah. article. If we've done an If okay you want some visual, beautiful visual stuff, then yeah. hit that trailer And up. some a fun glimpse at like, you know, the I think the Harfoot stuff is, is nice. It's almost like very nymph-like. Yeah, well, uh, and that's like the end of the the trailer is basically like a Harfoot hand holding yeah. somebody else's hand. And it's like, I think that's meant to reel you in you Hobbit lovers. That's exactly it. like, wait a minute. There's little, little hands in this. Is oh, that man. a kid? Is that a Hobbit? I don't know. How, gotta hairy, go. how hairy are those hands? I got to double check. It's so their hands that are hairy. It's their feet. Yeah, I know. But like, you never know. Body hair is a floppy is a hair, a hairy feet. So, yeah, so we'll see, you know, what el- other information comes out and what other coverage is being done of this show, at the very least, it's going to be covered on post-show recaps. Uh, we 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 love our fantasy. Darn tootin'. So it's going to be probably some combination of like our resident fantasy podcasters here on the network, whether it be myself and Angela and yeah, Josh I don't Wiggler know if we'll be the, the main the main people, but um, I'll be here. I'll be around. There'll be a fellowship of us, and so I think we haven't exactly figured out the plan because again, more than half a year out, but there'll be some sort of conglomerate of people coming together to talk about a show that I'm getting increasingly excited for. If you have any thoughts about the series, uh, you can of course tweet at us. I'm at a Mike Bloom type. Angela is at Ange Palagi, and we are at Post Show Recaps. As I mentioned before, if you're a member of the Post Show Recaps patron Discord at the $10 level, we got a sweet, sweet Lord of the Rings channel that, like Lembus Bread, will fill you up with just a taste. We've got memes. We've got discourse now about details about the series. Surely more to come out over the next seven months. Otherwise, uh, Angela, I know you and I are wrapping up a couple of things on post-show recaps. We just watched the the last few episodes of The X-Files Season 9. Probably going to talk about that at some point this week. We'll come back for The Witcher at some point in the next couple of weeks to wrap that up as well. If you are into fantasy and you haven't checked it out yet, uh, there is stuff currently going on. The Legend of Vox Machina, which is an animated adaptation of a critical role, a hit online role-playing D&D game adventure show all wrapped up into one, has adapted its first arc into an adult animated series. Forget what we said about the PG aspect of The Rings of Power. This is full hard R, gore, violence, swearing nudity the lot that is happening in that show and myself and our philly are nearly done we're at the final week of that so figured you know you fantasy nerds out there might want to check it out if it is something that interests you it's on the same streaming service almost a network in amazon prime so that's gonna do it for this installment of our coverage of the lord of the rings the rings of power again just wanted to kick off official coverage now that we have footage sort of get the bug out there in everybody's ear as to what's happening with this perk everybody's minds as to what we know so far and i'm very excited to see what more we know when we finally come back september 2nd to watch it all unfold thank you all so much for listening angela fantastic work as per usual you're very welcome so thank you all so much for listening take care Have a great day. Fly, you fools.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus